The Word says we're called to make disciples. We're growing in the Word of God. Jesus Christ was sent to be our Saviour. This is the Bromley Town Church Podcast. We pray God speaks to you through this message, blessing you as you live out God's Word. Stream or download other sermon podcasts via the Bromley Town Church website or by using the SoundCloud app. Head over to bromleytownchurch.com. Good morning. If you'd like to take your seats again, it's great to see you in the house of God. We want you to be blessed and encouraged with what's going on. And now the temperatures are so much cooler. It's so easier, isn't it? <laughs> Praise God. Thank you. Well, today, if you're, a, if you're a visitor here amongst us, well, you have been welcomed and we want to make sure you feel really welcome. But today is slightly different and that's why in our BTC challenge we always encourage people to come not just one week but to see us over a number of weeks because different things are happening. And for us as a church, this is really quite a pivotal type of day. It's quite an important day for us. And that is because today we're going to be saying goodbye. As somebody said earlier, it's not a goodbye forever but it is a change of the way things have been happening because we're going to be saying goodbye to Johnny Kizzy and Joshua, their son. Uh, for us as a church, we are extremely, extremely thankful to them as a family for everything that they have been to us and have given to us. I feel slightly nervous that even on this last day, Johnny is teaching us how to put apps on our phones, and he's not going to be here to do that next week. So if you weren't quite able to get that app sorted out, then you better make sure you see Johnny before you go today, because that will make sure everything is put right. Today is a day when we are extremely thankful as a church to them particularly, uh, but just experience everything that they've been amongst us for so many years. We're thankful. But you know what? Today is a day when there is adjustment happening. God brings change in many situations. God delights to bring change. And when we look at the scriptures, we can see moments when there were significant shifts and changes that were happening. Abraham, I want you to come out of your father's house and I want you to go to the country where I will show you. That was a significant change for Abraham. There was a time when everything was kicking off in Jerusalem and uh, the Pentecost had come and the Spirit was being poured out and yet God decided that persecution needed to come because he wanted that gospel to be taken out right across the globe. There was a pivotal change that happened in Jerusalem, but it was for the benefit of the whole world. And for us as a church, we're facing a time of change today. Things next week will not be the same as they are this week, and things are changing. And when change happens, then it causes us to feel, whoa, what's going on? There's an emotional shift that happens amongst us. There's a time of coping, there's a time of adjusting, and we're coming into that phase of adjustment. But remember this, God is over all things. And he is here to help us through times of change and adjustment. And you know what? Things aren't always going to be the same. That's because God wants to bring change. He wants to bring change for Johnny and Kizzy and Joshua in the things that they are doing, and he wants to bring change to us as a church in the things that we are doing. But we're here this morning to say before God, God, we're embracing your change. It doesn't mean to say that we have to say, oh, I really love this, because there are aspects of it that we don't like. But when change comes, we're saying, okay, change is here. Please, God, will you help us to cope with that change? But in the midst of change, we're also expectant. 
We're expectant that God is about his work, and when he's about his work, he brings fruitfulness to those changes. And therefore, we are expecting that Johnny and Kizzy and Joshua will move to a new period of fruitfulness for their lives, together as individuals, but together as a couple and together as a family, that God will bring fruitfulness to them and the ministry that he has for them to do, but also that he will bring fruitfulness, renewed fruitfulness to us as a body of Christians here in Bromley, that he will bring fruitfulness to us. And in all of this, God is not breaking relationship, God is keeping relationship amongst us. For Johnny and Kizzy are not leaving the church as it were. They're still part of the family of the church, but they are moving to do other work and other things. And we're going to give them some time now to come and share with us a little bit of uh, encouragement, but both of them. Johnny, who's going to come first? Johnny's come first. So let's, let's give Johnny a round of applause. Please. Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, also, as Jonathan mentioned, if you're new here, it's a bit strange for you, I know. Uh, but hopefully there's something that uh, we're, we're, what we're bringing today will be of benefit to you. Now, um, firstly, we're just going to touch on some, some thanks and some in, uh, kind of encouragements. And Kizzy's going to come and give some, uh, some of that as well before um, I'll come back later and just talk a little bit about what we're going to do. All right. Now, in the book of John, chapter 6, and you're going to have to... Forgive me, I might go into preachy mode, and then I'll come back into just sharing our story. But in John chapter 6, uh, there's a moment where uh, Jesus, Jesus has been doing amazing miracles. Jesus has been seeing... Uh, you know, uh, healings happen, uh, demons fleeing, and people are running after Jesus to find out what he's going to do next. But then it comes to this point where Jesus is beginning to explain who he really is. And he starts to talk about... Uh, basically, he starts to talk about communion. He says, only if you eat my flesh and drink my blood will you be saved. And at this point, when, people, when it was cutting to the chase, coming to that key moment, people found it too much to handle. They loved the miracles. They loved the food when uh, Jesus uh, fed the 5,000. But when he began to say, look, this is who I am, and this is what I've come to do, people could not accept it. They said his teaching was too hard. It was too demanding. And over a period of time, it says that many disciples left him. In John 6, 66, it says, at this point, many of his disciples turned away and deserted him then Jesus turned to the twelve and asked, are you also going to leave? Simon Peter replied, Lord, to whom would we go? You have the words that give eternal life. We believe and we know you are the Holy One of God. For those twelve, they had made a decision. I'm following Jesus. No matter where he leads no matter where he sends us, no matter where he calls us to go, whatever we have to endure, whatever we have to suffer through, whatever we, uh, wherever we have to go, we are going to follow him. And I believe that's what it means to be a follower of Christ. For each one of us, when Jesus speaks, when Jesus is going this way, we too have to go that way. And at the heart of the reason why we've come to this place, Kizzy and I and Joshua, is because we need to do right by the things that God is leading us to do. If God is speaking, if God is challenging you, if God is calling you, 
it comes to a point where you have to step out. And, you know, there has been a period of time where we've been reticent. There's been a period of time where we've like, do we, is this really necessary? Do we have to follow the call? And the call will come to in a little while. But this is not just for us. This is for each and every one of us. This is for all of us. We've all been called to be a follower of Christ. And that means to follow wherever he leads. Now, the sermon series at the moment is called Marked by the Gospel. And uh, I feel this morning some of what we're saying is touching into that as well. Because um, during our time here, my time here has been a little bit longer than Kizzy's. But there is no doubt that we have been marked. We have been impacted by our time and our opportunity to serve amongst this church, to worship amongst this family, to uh, go on mission amongst this family, and to, to, you know, for me personally, to be on staff and to work here. There's no doubt that um, we are marked, we are changed people. Now, um, I will uh, almost have worked here for nine years. I started um, working here in 2009, September 2009. It's a long period of time longer than I spent at secondary school. And my life has changed a lot. Um, while here, I've got married. I met Kizzy. Um, while here, I've had a son. Um, and life has changed multiple times. And we're on the precipice of more and more change. But I wanted to touch on just a few things of how, what, what uh, has God taught me by being in this family by being amongst you. And it's my opportunity to say thank you. It's my opportunity to, uh, to honor Pastor Jonathan and Helen and to say thank you for the impact uh, uh, you've had on my life and the impact that everyone has had as we've journeyed together. But there are three things that I want to touch on um, that I believe that if these marks are made upon you as well, your... Uh, your opportunity to serve Christ and to do the will of God in your life will increase, increase. Number one is discipline. I'm looking to the screen as if something's going to come up there. Nothing is coming up on the screen this morning. I'm sorry. So number one is discipline. This is a mark of this church, and it has been taught to me in this place. Now, following Jesus requires discipline. It requires diligence. It requires, and this is one of the key teachings that you'll receive in this place. If you're here for the first time, if you stay here, this uh, will be a mark of your time here. This will be something that you will be taught here to abide in the Word, to read the Word daily, to persevere in prayer, and to seek God daily. It becomes a lifestyle. It becomes a pursuit. And this is a church that models that. And my time here um, has meant that that uh, has been modeled to me. And therefore, I've also been able to take that on uh, myself and, and as a family as well. I love that um, when you do this, it actually shapes your life. For the early church in Acts 2 verse 42, it says, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, reading the word, and to fellowship, coming together, and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. The believers were devoted to prayer. Um, I've enjoyed so many wonderful times in God's presence in this place. 
But also, prayer and the discipline of prayer is fundamental to who we are as a body of believers. And because this is perhaps the last time I might be standing here, I'm able to say things that you might not want to hear. But I want to say this this morning. For you to be on mission in this church, for you to serve God as he's calling you amongst this people, I say this, it's impossible to connect with the mission and the vision of a church without praying corporately with the church. You need to be in prayer meetings. You need to, in your life group, pray together. The, the, the weekly prayer meetings here or the soul plan prayer meeting or the youth prayer meeting, you need to be in those places. It's in that place where you hear the vision that God has in store, where you can uh, connect deeper with the mission. For this church to go further, for this church to do the will of God, it requires the people, the body, to come together and to pray. We're called to devote ourselves to prayer. When the early church did that, what did we see happen? We saw the church explode. We saw lives saved. We saw people touched. So the first mark is discipline in following Jesus, and it's worked out in prayer and reading the Word. The second thing, the mark that being here has left upon me is the cry for revival. There's a belief in this place that there is more for us than we have known up until now. We live in a community where there's so many people broken, so many people lost, so many people hurting, so many people dealing with injustice, so many people crying out for help, crying out for support. And perhaps we see it because many people knock on the door of this church. But there is more for us to do to serve our community. There's more for us to do to worship our God in spirit and in truth. There's more for us to do to be true believers. I believe wholeheartedly that to whatever situation, we as God's people, as Christ followers, have the keys, have the answers to help our community. So whenever you see injustice, whenever you see something that angers you, whenever you encounter brokenness in a circumstance, you know that it is to those situations that we are called. As we cry for revival, what we're talking about is change, spiritual change, spiritual transformation. It's the darkness pushed back. It's the kingdom of God breaking in. And that means justice. That means new life. That means God's peace, God's goodness. That means God's wholeness coming to people. And so therefore, we are to cry for revival because that's what we want to see in our community. We want to cry for that the reality of God would come into this place. Now, this is a mark that has been made upon me that there is a deep yearning. There is a cry within my heart to see God's kingdom come. And my heart is still, even though we're moving from this place, it's that revival would come to Bromley. 
we're called to cry out for God to do what he has done before, to do it again. I love the words in Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 2, where he writes, I have heard all about you, Lord. I am filled with awe by your amazing works. In this time of our deep need, help us again, as you did in years gone by. And in your anger, remember your mercy. When we see things that pain us, when we see things that anger us, and the things that anger us, surely they break the hearts of God. His desire is that his mercy comes into our community. And for me, the mark, and even as we move on from this place, the thing that is deep within my heart is I will pray. I will pray for revival until I leave this place, until I leave the earth. That yearn, that cry will continue. Jeremiah 29, 12, it says, In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I will be found by you, says the Lord. So this is, you know, it's for whatever your circumstances as well. Um, If you are enduring that injustice today, know that when you cry, when you seek after the Lord, he will hear you, you, uh, he will find you, he will come into your circumstances. Number three. This is the final one. A mark, and there's so many more, but I can't say everything. But uh, number three is this. It's okay to fail. This is a church family where I've known such support. And I believe it's a place for us all to be that sort of place. A place where when we fail, when we mess up, when we make mistakes... This is a place of restoration. This is the place where you encounter God's love, not just by the presence of God, but by being with one another. I was reminded of, so my, my background is that I was part of the, uh, the first people that launched what was Westwick and Christian Fellowship out of Biggin Hill Christian Fellowship at the time. And uh, I was, I think, I don't know, I've lost. We're talking 27 years ago. So uh, I'm seven or eight when that happened. Um, so I was amongst the, uh, the church at that moment. And then I was in the, the plant into Bromley. And I was here until I was about 18 um, and although I didn't move out of Bromley, I was at university in London, but I um, went with a friend for a period of time. For about seven years, I was worshipping, strangely, at a, a church called Coney Hill Baptist Church. And, you know, many of the core believers that went to Biggin Hill first started in Coney Hall Baptist Church. So there's a, there's a bit of a, a circle there going on. I don't understand what God was doing with that. But no, I love my time at Coney Hill Baptist but I remember a time I came here, and it was during a period when um, myself and a friend, we'd started this charity to uh, build a hospital in Haiti. And we were given opportunity to share about the, the, the plan, the mission here at BTC. It was like, it was my first time back in the church, probably for a Sunday service in about five years. I'm going to show because... 
basically, all I did was cry. And it's because, ah, it's because the presence of God was here. And I, I missed it. And, uh, yeah, although, I, you know, obviously when I actually started talking about Haiti, I started crying as well. But the, the key thing was this. I was just standing in worship. And I saw, the, I saw some of the diligence. I saw some of that discipline. We're coming to seek God every week. And the presence of God was here, and it touched my heart. And that was one of the key things that led me to being back here. But one of the things, you know, this thing of it's okay to fail was this thing that, you know, I've been given great opportunity here, for which I'm grateful for. Not only from the leadership, but the church as a whole have been willing to do some pretty crazy things (laughs) when I've said, can we try this? Um, You know, no one expected a farm in the church. Um, no one expected a donkey to come down the aisle um, at Easter time this year. And I'm grateful that I've been given opportunity to try things, been given opportunity to take risks, been given opportunity to do things and not to worry too much if you fall flat on your face. It's okay as you seek to do the will of God in this place. We seek to get the gospel out, as we seek to see the kingdom come. And that is a mark made upon me because I leave this place carrying that. You know, we're stepping, we're taking a risk, it's true. You know, this is a step of faith. We don't know what the future fully holds. But this is what it is. This is a life of following Jesus. And this is the thing, we've not seen the best yet here at BTC. There's so much more that God desires to do. And out of stepping out, out of taking risks, out of being courageous and being bold, we can see God do great things. And we're not going to be looking in the path. We're going to be looking forward to what God is going to do in this place. These three things have left a huge mark upon my life. Um, And I take them into the next season. You know, a life of following Jesus, serving him diligently. A life of praying for revival and believing that God can do great things again. And being willing to risk it all. Being willing not to worry if you fail. I'm going to hand over to Gizzy. Thank you, Johnny, for making me so emotional. I don't know if I'm going to be able to hold it myself together. I will hold it together. Um, I wanted to... Are you, are you standing by me? Okay. <laughs> Just checking. Um, hello, everybody. For those who don't know me, um, <laughs> I'm Kizzy, Johnny's wife, um, I'm a mother of Joshua. And um, I'm really grateful to have this opportunity to share 
briefly, and I will be brief, I've actually written what I'm going to say so that I do not go off into any sermonette or anything like that. Um, I wanted to share um, with you just a little on my journey um, coming to BTC. Some of you know um, about where I came from, and, um, but most of you don't. And some people who are visiting here don't even know who I am. So at least you'll get to know a little bit about me. And I also wanted to share some words of encouragement, um, if time will um, allow me. So this is the edited version of my journey to BTC. Um, and obviously, meeting Johnny was, was key in that. Uh, Johnny and I connected uh, to um, in serving God with a shared passion for seeing spiritual and physical transformation in nations, in regions, and, and localities. We, um, that's how we connected. Um, brother and sister in the Lord, um, just having that passion, that passion that Johnny has just been, um, just coming from him, radiates from him, was exactly the thing that drew us together in the beginning. And he invited me here, some of you may remember, but he invited me here to a, a, a World Trumpet streamed event, I don't know if anyone, this is going back eight years ago maybe, and um, he, he, he saw my passion, he saw my fire for revival, for spiritual transformation, for the gospel to be preached. And he said, you know what, I want you to come to my church. And I did, um, thinking nothing of it. And on the way home, and this is amazing how God's been speaking to me and, and Johnny and confirming so much about um, our new chapter. But on the way home from that event, and it was a powerful time in God's presence, so much that God spoke to me that night. But on the way home, on the... 208 bus, I remember, 208 bus, God spoke to me and he said to me that um, I was going to be part of this church. And I was kind of like, you know, where did that come from? I knew it was God, but I wasn't sure how, how that was to be. And also that um, he also showed me that at the same time that I was to be Johnny's wife. And I was like, okay, okay, Lord, I think I'll just park that right there for a moment. It's a bit too much for me to handle. Um, at, the, at the time, I was working for the Evangelical Alliance. I know some of you may know of that ministry. And I was doing mission work alongside that, working full-time, but doing mission work. Um, and I, but I came to a place um, where I took a step of faith, a bit like what we're doing now, um, to set myself apart, to go wherever God sent me. And, and he did. And I went to Brazil, amongst other nations, just ministering, sharing the gospel, just praying, just seeing God at work in, in powerful ways. And the key foundation scripture for me was Romans 8.19, when it talks about the, the let me get the scripture, I was going to paraphrase, but I'll, I'll get the scripture. It says, I'm reading from the English Standard Version, for creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God, for the crea for creation was created to uh, fertility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain freedom of the glory of the children of God. So particularly uh, verse 19, when it talks about the, the, the earth is, is yearning and groaning and waiting for the revealing of us. And that, for me, has been something that's carried me and also now carrying Johnny and I and Joshua. And I had some amazing experiences on the mission field. I can't go into all of them, healings, deliverance, just God just breaking out in nations. Um, and I also had very challenging times. And, I, and one of them really um, impacted my life, my walk with God. Um, was, a, was a period of intense um, spiritual warfare where um, tragically a young man died on the mission trip that I led. And it was devastating. Um, it was heartbreaking, um, dealing with, with death, 
um, dealing with the grief of a family, a grief of a church family that he belonged to, um, a grieving of a mother. I wasn't a mum at the time, but now being a mother, I can really understand that grief. And it could have destroyed me, but God had spoken to me about going into the lion's den, and, I, and it truly was the lion's den for me. So coming to BTC was a, I guess, a place of rest and restoration for me. And meeting Johnny, um, kind of coming up out of the ashes of that time, which was very intense and very hard, um, hard period dealing with um, um, a life lost. And he was very zealous for the Lord. And um, it was, yeah, I'm probably going to cry now. But um, I'll, I'll, I'll pick myself up and uh, say, I just want to say thank you. Um, because it was such a, a low period of my life where I had nothing. And um, I didn't know how I was going to come back up from that place. Um, because... Um, uh, the worst thing that could have possibly happened to me happened. And the fact that it not just impacted me, but a whole family um, who lost a son as well. And I came here and you loved me. And I want to thank you for that. And you welcomed me with open arms. And you, you gave me a place that I could just rest and just receive I didn't have to do anything, and I didn't want to have to rush and do anything. And you opened up your arms when I needed that place. I want to say thank you um, to the church. And um, I got, just thank God for Johnny, who came in my life at just that right time. I needed, and God knew I needed it. I had no plans to marry. I was going to be that missionary woman. I was going to take the nations by force. I was going to do signs and wonders and cast out demons and all that kind of stuff. God just had to tap me on the shoulder and said, no, I want you to get married and have a son. So I was like, okay, Lord, I submit to you. And um, there's been so many um, key people, I'm not going to name everybody, families that have blessed me deeply. I'm so grateful and humbled by your love and your support. Um, thank you for loving me. Um, thank you for taking the time to get to know me, for laughing with me, crying with me, um, and praying for me and encouraging me, even in the ways that you don't even think. You have really encouraged me. Um, I really feel that God has used this church to be a, a hiding place for me um, and where he could work out some stuff. You know, we've all got stuff to work out and um, he did that grace, gracefully behind the scenes in me, in this place, in ways you will never know. And it's been a secret place in doing that. And just my calling and my, um, what the next steps, it's been a place that I can have a landing place for me. Um, during my time here, I've, I've watched um, closely um, your insincerity, um, your consistency. As Johnny has said, your openness, so open, so open. The way that you love others, the way you love the unlovely, the, the uncommon, the ones that, and the marginalized has been tremendous. Um, and it's blown me away. Your desire for more of God and seeking God. And um, I, I've sat under some powerful teaching in this church. And this is not a plug for the BTC Challenge, but um, I guess it is by way. Um, powerful teaching on just living that set-apart life. Things I was doing, but I never really knew what it was called. But that set-apart life, um, prayer, seeking God, pursuing the things of God seriously. Um, and this is a testament to Pastor Jonathan. Um, who I've seen your passion to draw close to God and to see him at work in this borough and the nation. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you to Helen um, publicly. I just want to acknowledge your role in my life for advice, instructions, 
the way you've challenged me, and that's a good thing, um, and sharpened me um, during my time here. Um, you've given me space when I needed it in the times that John and I have been through, and you supported us, supported me where I needed it. Thank you for your encouraging words. You've spoken to my life, your um, intention to see me flourish and prosper in my walk and my calling and for giving me a place here and providing a space here for your generosity, your servant-heartedness, um, and the way you've parted me and with grace. Um, and Pastor Jonathan, I'm going to miss your humor. Um, that, that humor, you know, everyone knows. If you know, you know. Um, he, he has a humor, and it, it, it's, um, yeah, it's amazing. And just your vulnerability as well in your preaching, in sharing your testimonies, sharing your ups, sharing your downs, and Helen as well, just being real. That's been a, a real uh, blessing to me. How am I doing for time? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Part two. I think I've got over the crying bit. My makeup's probably, I'll probably look a mess, but I don't really care. So <laughs> I'm just going to continue. So I wanted to share um, um, just some words of encouragement for the church. And this is something that I've really carried in my heart for um, during the time that I've been here. I've been here for five years. Um, and it's things that God has shown me and revealed to me and spoken to me about the church over these times, things I've shared with Pastor Jonathan and, and Johnny and, and, and th a few other people in the church. But I really wanted the opportunity to share with everybody, um, and I will try to be as quick and, and um, comprehensive as possible. And I hope it resonates with you individually as a church for both now and in the future. I believe that there's um, a fresh anointing to be poured out upon this church because God desires to do a new thing, and it is a time of change. Even the changes that's, are, that's happening with, with the church building, with, the, with, the, with Bromley as a borough or the town center, should I say, um, it's a time of change, and I believe there's a fresh anointing that the Lord wants to pour out. I believe that the Lord desires to bring about powerful manifestations of his spirit um, to display his glory in this place like never before. Um, where the supernatural becomes natural and there's an expectation of God's moving um, in, a, in a fresh way. And God wants that to be something that the church experiences in a fresh new way, on a different level like never before. I know things have happened in times past before my time, but I, he, he wants to do it again, but do more and do it in a deeper way. I believe that BTC has a role in Bromley to be a gateway church, a place where he can move through. There's a call to, for the church to get ready, and, and the song, which is so on point, um, being ready as a church to be that gateway through which the King of Glory can come in and impact the community and churches. And I see it in the spirit, so strong for this church, being a gateway church through to the community, into the churches, and even to the nations. There's a new thing the Lord desires to do through the worship of the house, taking it to a different level. We've seen things really shift, and that's testament to the, to the, the band that I've been privileged to be a part of and under um, Dan's leadership and Pastor Jonathan's leadership. But I believe that there's a place to go deeper in worship, taking it to a different level and a greater depth. And that means embracing what is unfamiliar and yielding to what he wants, the way he wants and when he wants. And that means everything changes, as Pastor Jonathan has said the change will affect every aspect of the church, and the worship is central in, in breaking that atmosphere, bringing that presence through. There's refining work the Lord wants to do. The process will be uncomfortable and painful, but once completed, the church can be fully displayed in, a, in the most glorious way, like silver. The Lord is the holy pillar of the church. 
sorry, the Lord is the holy pillar the church rests upon. He's the one directing and orchestrating and, dis- and overseeing everything. The church rests upon it, and it's that holy pillar that will guide the church as he did the children of Israel day and night. There is a reordering work the Lord wants to do to bring the church into alignment with his purposes. There is a need to look back at things of the past in order to move forward. And I believe he'll give you insight and great understanding of that. I'm coming to a close. Let me just get my favor. There's a great uh, foundational work for the church to undergo. A tearing down completely to be um, built up again required. And this means starting from scratch. Not finding ways to improve or modify what currently exists. He wants to do a complete new thing, a new work um, in this house. And it's not a bad thing to have modifications and improvements and tweaks here and there. But God wants to do things differently in this case. And he wants to show off and showcase himself through this church as a gateway church. There's a cleaning up and a clearing out work the Lord desires to do. Preparing the ground needed for the church for the church to walk into the new things so things will get messy and i believe they are a little bit messy oh, excuse me. Um, but it's part of the process to unblock what has been held up and held back spiritually speaking and for the ministry of the holy spirit to break out in new and glorious ways bringing about amongst other things a greater freedom of the spirit of god to move the operation of the spiritual giftings to take their rightful place in the house and the prophetic voice being a, um, being a part of the fabric of the church. So I just wanted to share those things just to encourage the church in seeking the Lord like never before. As Johnny has said, waiting for his instruction and stepping out in faith and obedience to what he's saying to do. Um, be encouraged in revisiting the past and by faith embracing the new and walking forward into the new for what the Lord has in mind and in store. In Jesus' name, amen. Mike, back on. Yeah, so I just want to touch on, we've talked about our time here. We want to touch on where we're headed, what's happening. Now, in 2012, um, I stood on this very platform um, ahead of going to Haiti. And I was going out to Haiti for a month um, to seek God. And uh, I didn't really have much more plans than that. I was going to where the, there's a hospital built in the north of Haiti. And they had a few uh, rooms that were to become uh, what is an x-ray department now and a surgery department. But at the time, uh, they were just empty shells. And I went to pray. And I spent a month in prayer in Haiti. Before I went, I told you, a bit like today, I told you, this is what I'm going to do. And I said, um, Will you stand with me? I said, will you go with me? And uh, I was grateful because the room stood. And uh, this was one of the, actually the first one of, we don't know if it was the first or one of the first Sunday mornings that Kizzy was here. Um, we weren't, we were, had begun dating, but we weren't uh, married. So, um, and, and today is similar like that. It's, uh, we're not departing to leave and, and no longer be a part of this family we're going and asking you to come with us. Because we are actually very much going on a journey rather than, you know, next week going to a destination, knowing everything that's laid out. Um, now, the facts, the things that I can tell you that are happening is that um, in August, we're spending three weeks in Portugal. 
um, and that is part of uh, a ministry connection that we have out there that we're exploring. Uh, there's a church uh, that we're going to be spending some time with and just seeing. It's uh, led by God. We're just exploring what that could mean and, uh, and see what God has for us there. And then in September, we're going to Cumbria. We're going to be part of a, a house of prayer community for about three months. Um, and that's because uh, building houses of prayer is something um, on our hearts, uh, but it's just to live in that community. And in many ways, even this week, God has been kind of re- reminding me that this is really a, a sabbatical type period for us, actually. It's not a destination, but it's uh, three months of seeking God. It's three months of being in his presence. It's three months of kind of separating ourselves from the daily kind of daily normal life in a busy city like London, and three months where together we can be seeking God and seeking his face. Now, I've talked about how BTC has really marked us, but I just wanted to touch on a couple of things because um, when, when you, I hope that when you think about us, when you think about Johnny and Kizzy and Joshua, um, these are some of the things that you will know about us. So we can't say, this is where we're going and this is what we're going to do. What I can say is that wherever we go, wherever God calls us, this is what we're going to be about. Number one is that we're going to be about uh, deep intimacy with God. No doubt believe that Christ calls us into relationship and um, I believe that there's a, a level of intimacy that we can find in worship and in prayer for each and every one of us where you can know God. Psalm 27 says, My heart has heard you say, Come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. Uh, Kizzy and I, we're about building and deepening intimacy. The second thing we're about is obedience. You've heard some of this thing of, you know, to follow Christ means to go wherever he leads. And for Jesus himself, he's one. He he only went and only did what he saw his father doing. And Jonathan mentioned right at the beginning about this Abrahamic call. Um, Hebrews 11.8 said it was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. Kizzy and I have felt that for a long time. And uh, it's hard because you want to know where you're going, right? You want to know the destination. You want to know exactly what you're being called to do. But we step out from this place not knowing the final destination yet, not knowing uh, even where we're going to be called in 2019. Welcome, kids. You're most welcome. Come and grab your seats. But the one thing about Abraham is that when he was called, wherever he went, it says he built an altar. And that's something that Kizzy and I are about. Establishing prayer. Building and awakening and equipping prayer. Prayer that brings spiritual breakthrough. So when you think about us maybe in three months' time, six months' time, in a year's time, know that we're, we're about deep intimacy. We're about building prayer and being obedient to God. And we're about worship and intercession. That's because, as I shared earlier, we are angry at the darkness that we see in the lands. We're angry that so many people are broken. 
We're disgusted by how many are captive to sin. And we don't want to see uh, that continue. We want to see redemption. We want to see people set free. We want to see people begin a new life following Jesus. And that's what we're about. We're about prayer. We're about surrender and seeking God to move. In 2 Chronicles 7.14, it says this. Then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and restore their land. Um, we are people that seek God to restore land, to restore nations, to restore people groups. And uh, I hope that you know that that is what we are about Lastly, it's simply this, that prayer, and we've talked a lot about this desire for prayer in our hearts, but prayer always leads to action. Prayer always leads to instruction. Prayer always leads to God uh, calling you to see uh, a, a greater spiritual breakthrough. So mission to people always flows out of the place of prayer. And so we are about being practical. We're about being personal. We're about loving people and reaching people. So while we're going to Cumbria and we might be holding ourselves away for three months, come 2019, we'll be launching out to, uh, to build an altar in a new place as God leads. And out of that place, out of that uh, establishing prayer, we will be uh, seeking to do God's mission uh, in that place. That's the journey that we're on, and that's the journey that we invite you to be a part of as well. Jonathan, I'm going to hand to you. I feel as I want to preach, actually. We've been hearing some great things. I've got a few things to say that concern me. I love to hear about, and it's a blessing for me to hear about how God has impacted Johnny and Kizzy through the things of this house. The things that he raised about discipline and that really touched my heart. However, his desk is not tidy. <laughs> Isn't that good news to know there's always room for improvement? We can start somewhere and we can move on and on. So my expectation is that when we have Johnny back here, and there will be a time, I'm sure, when Johnny will come back and preach to us and let us know more about what's been going on. He'll be able to give testimony, or rather Kizzy will be able to give testimony, that wherever they've been, their house has been tidy and neat. <laughs> there was a time when Johnny and I... See, look, Kizzy is in full agreement of this. There was a time when Johnny and I went to Africamp and we shared a hotel room. And as at one point, Johnny just said, it's like there's two rooms here. Because my part was rather more neat. I have my cigarette. And it's something that I delight in when I'm away. Just, just order and neatness, and I know where I'm going. And then there was this sort of, hmm, <laughs> the other end of the room. Kizzy, we're praying that things will go in alignment and that everything will be good. Um, it's great, children. Thank you for coming and joining us. We wanted to be a church family together as we pray and as we say goodbye to Johnny and Kizzy, because it's so good for us to be in the house together and to be celebrating together. There is celebration because there is joy. There's also a sense in which, like, I don't want today to come. And I've been thinking, I don't want today to come. But you see, God moves us because he wants to use us 
and for things to happen and change. So I am declaring here, as a church, we embrace this change. doesn't mean to say we have to like it all, but we embrace the change because we know that God is good and he does good things amongst us. Um, I'm going to get Helen to come up here, Johnny, Kizzy, and Joshua to come up here. There's a moment or two of chaos, which is no bad thing. We want to give you a few things. I disguised them in a very upmarket bag. <laughs> and if anybody wants to get one of these bags, apparently they're available in Ikea. If you've never been to Ikea, 50p will get you one of these bags. Um, when Johnny and Kizzy got married, I mean, there was lots of story I was going to tell, but Johnny nicked all of that. You know, when you ask somebody to say something, they nick things. <laughs> so we won't go into all the history, but when Johnny and Kizzy got married, one of the big themes of their marriage was journeying and going on a journey. And therefore, I just thought it would be good to make sure that you've got a brightly colored wow. backpack for the pair of you. Now that's for mummy and daddy, Joshua. Joshua, we didn't want to leave you out at all. So you have your own backpack there, and it's got some exciting things to play with inside there. And there's a book here, and the book says, God's love is in my heart. And we want you to be able to read that, and as a family to know that. Now I'm going to put these things here. You carry on eating the chocolate bar. <laughs> because that's very important. I've just got a couple of other things. Johnny and Kizzy, as you know, as a church, this is only a small token, but we're going to be giving you £100 a month as a church to make sure for this next year there's something going into the bank account. We're not disconnecting ourselves from you. We want to be connected with you. And as we were encouraging the church last week, if anybody else wants to give and to sow into that, then we will help that to happen. And we want news to keep coming back so that we as a church can be praying for you and encouraging you. Johnny, I want to give you this torch because in the end, Jesus is the light of the world. And that is just a very simple uh, thing for you, and practical because there will be times when there will be darkness and you'll want to bring light into that darkness to show your family where to go, especially in Cumbria. But <laughs> joking apart, I want you to know that God is the light of the world Thank you. and his light will shine upon you in this circumstance. Amen. Um, we also have something to give to you which is on the theme, and so it says, the adventure begins. And in here, there's lots of cards and greetings from all across the church, young and old, which you'll be able to read together as an encouragement to you and as a blessing to you as people have been praying. I just wanted to leave messages of thanks and encouragement to you. So that's all contained in there. And here's a scripture that I feel that God has for you, and I want to read this to you. From Philippians chapter 1, verse 3 to 6, it says this, as Paul was praying for the Philippians, but as we as a church are praying and standing with you, I thank God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from this first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. And that's what we believe for you, that our love, our prayers are with you both. We're standing with you, but we are believing even in the unknown that God 
is going to go with you, and he who has commenced a work. And it really, actually, this is the guy who bought farm in the church here. If you have any complaints about that, you better put them with me because I allowed him to do it. So that was okay. All of the things, the excitement that you've brought into this house, we want you to carry on and to bless others with. And we just want to be able to share the journey with you and to encourage you and stand with you. We're so grateful for God, for all of you, uh, for what you've meant to us, for what you've been part of. Uh, Words cannot express how much you have sown into this house and blessed this house. But we want to stand with you and we thank God for you. Folks, will you uh, please stand together as a church? Because we want to pray for Johnny and Kizzy. Uh, We're going to sing together. And then afterwards, Johnny and Kizzy are going to pray for us as a church as well. Because they would like to do that and we want to receive that. But we want to stand here with them. Tissues. More tissues. Okay. And please, do reach out your hands towards them. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to bless Johnny, Kizzy, and Joshua with the blessing of this house. We pray for them, Father, that you would take them from here and the Lord, that everything that you have instructed and taught them from this house, you will release from them for the blessing of others wherever they go. Father, our prayer for them is that they do mighty works for your kingdom. Our prayer for them, Lord, is that they fully accomplish the things that have been written in heaven for their lives to accomplish and that they, as a family and as individuals, will bring glory to your name in the earth through all that they do. Father, will you protect their coming in and their going out? Will you provide for every need that they have? Will you comfort them, strengthen them, be their shepherd and guide in every circumstance, surround them with your love, mercy and grace and lead them in the way that they should go. Father, we proclaim your blessing over their lives and we ask, Heavenly Father, that you would strengthen them and make them a joy in the earth. Lord, that in all things they will glorify you and cause others to come to know you. We pray for them, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Yeah, please do. Have you got the mic? Hi. Just to say that um, I know some of you haven't had a chance to write your uh, blessings and greetings to uh, Johnny and Kizzy to go in the book. So if you come and see me afterwards, I've got some cards that you can write on and we can get them in there um, so that that's complete. And um, it, the children have been doing them as well, so some, some of those cards may need some interpretation, but you just need to know that when they were doing their thing, they, they were thinking of you. <laughs> so um, it's, it's a, a, a lovely thing to have, so we want everybody to um, take part in that. So do come and see me afterwards. Amen, amen. Um, right, let's, let's worship together. Guys, thank you. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you and praise you for this house. We want to thank you for what it is that you desire to do amongst your people. We thank you for the purposes of God for this church to be in fulfillment 
of that which is in heaven. We thank you for the blueprint, Lord. We thank you that you will govern, oversee, orchestrate, and direct the footsteps of, of this church in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, fire. I thank you, O oh God, that you will send and descend upon this church in the name of Jesus. Let it be one to cons be consumed with you, one to be zealous for you, one that will bring about movements of the Spirit of God upon the earth, in Bromley, out into the nations in the name of Jesus. We thank you that you are the pillar of this church, and indeed they will rest upon you. And indeed, Lord God, you will give them insight, you will give them understanding, you will give them the instructions they need in moving forward. You will give them the courage. You will give them the humbleness, oh God, to come back to you, Lord God, to revisit and reorder and come back into alignment, oh God. Father, for the purposes of God, for this house to be established, for the destiny, oh God, of this house to be fulfilled in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you. The blessing of Almighty God will rest upon this house. The blessing of Almighty God to rest upon this house. The favor of Almighty God to rest upon this house. We thank you that this house will be as a sign and as a wonder. One to display the, and manifest the power of God in the name of Jesus. People will run into this church to seek the power, to seek the presence, to seek the personhood of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Almighty God, for the outflowing of your spirit, your giftings, the prophetic. Lord God, there's each of the nine spiritual gifts to be operated and activated in this church. We thank you, Father, for the evangelism, oh God, to come to the forefront where souls of men, oh God, will burn upon the hearts of the people here. Lord, that prayer will be ignited, Lord God, that will cause, Father, men to seek you throughout the night. God, Father, to seek you throughout the day, that they just want to see the power of God visit this church and remain and reside here. And that will pull many, oh God, and will draw many into the church in the mighty name of Jesus no more just circulating of Christians or God into the church, but a new, Father God, believers, new converts, new disciples into the household of faith. I thank you for the blood of Jesus to protect this church. Every member of this church, everyone connected and affiliated to this church, that protection to be upon their households, upon their body and upon their possessions in the name of Jesus and the release of the angelic ministry and the ministry of the Holy Spirit to be reside and remain in this church as a testimony of your hand upon this church as your gateway into this community, into the churches in this community and out into the nations in the mighty powerful name of Jesus Christ I pray. Amen. And I just want to pray the words of, of Habakkuk, the cry of my heart, which is, Lord, we have heard all about you. We have known the great things, the mighty things that you have done. And we are filled with awe at your amazing works, almighty God. In this time, in this season, uh, in this moment, oh God, help us again as you did in years gone by. Lord, I thank you that you are the saviour of the world. I thank you that there's power in the cross to save souls today. I thank you that the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, has the power to change your life today. And I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, use your church here, use your people, use this, uh, this group of people, 
Lord God, to do mighty works. Lord, we are an ordinary people, but we're filled with your Holy Spirit to do uh, extraordinary things. And I thank you, Jesus, that this church will bring about revival in this community. This church will bring about transformation amongst this community. That the lost will be found. That the dead will be given new life, Lord God. Lord, that your Spirit will touch many lives. Lord, I thank you. I bless your church. I thank you for the time, the season that we've been through. And I pray with expectancy for what you're going to do next. In Jesus' name, amen.